Good evening, listeners. This is Triple B Socials, and it is episode seven. Welcome to our very special guest, Pete. Peter, how are you, mate? I'm great, thanks, Billy. It's that's fabulous to see you too. That's good to see you again, buddy. Good to see you. It's been a couple of weeks since I saw you last. Yeah, we'll two, talk weeks. About, two weeks. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. <laughs> um, Pete, hopefully I get some of this right, mate. You are a partner, executive director since 2011 of one of the largest accounting and advisory firms in Australia. Yes. Can yeah. we mention their names? Yeah, Picture Partners. Picture yeah, Partners, beautiful. That. Okay, we can do that. That's good. You're, they say you're an expert in business advisory with a broad range of experience gained across accounting, tax, advisory and tax compliance roles. And you've honed in on the property and construction industry mem- uh, member-based organisations and service providers. Have they got that right, Pete? Yeah, it sounds like you've looked at my profile on the uh, website. I've, I've had a little bit of look at Pete. I've got to do a little <laughs> bit of research, mate. Well done. A little bit of research. Um, I've got an expert here. You know, I've got to do a little, like I say, a little bit of research. Yeah. So, And you have a Bachelor of Economics and Accounting, a member of the CBA Australia, Chartered Tax Advisor of the Taxation Institute, Associate Member of the Institute of Chartered Accountants in Australia. So am I right so far? Continue to be right? Still going well, Billy. Still going well. All right. Now this part, you sit on the Risk and Audit Committee and also the Victorian Committee for Tour to Cure, a charity which raises money for cancer research and awareness programs, Correct. Uh, not quite. Not quite. I, I got I, that wrong. No, no. <laughs> you were well, there once upon a yeah, time. So, yeah, so no, yeah. I'm, I'm still on the Audit and Risk Committee, but, mm-hmm. but um, I, I resigned from the Victorian Committee um, some time ago. Okay, yeah. But you're still on the Risk and Audit Committee. Correct, yeah. so yes. That's because half of that right, Pete. Yeah. Can't do too many things at once. <laughs> no, no, oh, well, we'll get to that in here. <laughs> Mate, you do quite a bit, as, as we will see. You've launched a charity with two colleagues known as the Hannah Foundation in memory of a friend and colleague, Phil Hannah. The charity aims to raise funds to assist with suicide prevention programs and also help leading mental health organisations run their programs for free in underprivileged communities. Correct? That is correct. You're still doing that? That's Phil's... Yeah, well, we've launched it and we've raised a little bit of money. We haven't done enough or we haven't done as much as we would have liked. Um, COVID got in the way, but um, it's it's still something that we're going to get going. Okay, cool. Well, folks, um, I've been fortunate enough to ride with Pete on a number of Tour de Cure Vic Discovery tours and he's been one of my ride leaders. Um, We appreciate what he's done helping me in particular and other riders as well on tour with your encouragement, effervescent smile Whilst on tour, mate, and um, and you still got that bloody smile when you reach the top of the top of that climb, that hard climb. You're always smiling, mate. Eddie, Eddie keeps smiling on hard rides like that. I, I think you just have to, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we got Pete at the end of the tour with a, a tear in the eye, mate. I've seen him with that tear in the eye, knowing that you know he's completed another tour and helped so many others along the way, like especially me. Um, Pete, from the bottom of my heart, thanks, mate, for what you've done, what you do, and what you continue to do. Thanks, Bill. Um, can you please tell the listeners how and when you got involved in TDC, please, mate? Yeah, so it was late 2012. I was at an Australian Cycling Executives 
breakfast with the bunch that that I was sponsoring through Picture Partners. Um, and Jeff Coombs was at that breakfast as a special guest, and he did a little bit of a presentation on Tour de Cure, um, which which struck a chord with me. I'd I'd, I'd sponsored Sam Monado, um, who was a client the that year when he did a Tour de Cure tour, so I knew a little bit about Tour de Cure. Um, but hearing from Jeff um, and um, having been a cancer survivor myself, that's it, really struck a chord. And yep. Jeff said, hey, we've got a tour coming up in March next year. I've got a spot for you if you want it. And um, I took that spot and, yeah, the rest is history. Nice. I'm just going to jump ahead a bit. So one of my questions later on was, had you done much uh, cycling prior to Tour de Cure? Uh, serious cycling, not kids cycling, but serious no, cycling. No, so I, as I was a member of the Australian Cycling Executives, um, which was which was good at the time. Uh, I had done. I used to go every year over to New Zealand and ride the Lake Taupo oh, okay. Cycle Challenge. Yep. That's yep. 160 k's around Lake Taupo. Yep. So I was, yeah, I was a passionate Jeez, cyclist. So you've done, you had done some cycling yeah. before, and yeah, yeah, done so a little some, bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've done more than a little bit. I think I'd yeah. say. Um, you're also Volunteer of the Year as well. That must have been a huge honour for you and your family, mate. When, what year was that? Uh, that was last no, year. It was last year. Last year. So, yeah, that was, it was an honour. It, it was a surprise. Um, you know, you don't get involved in charities to, to get recognition. Um, so, yeah, it was an honour and a real surprise. And it was quite, quite emotional because um, <laughs> there was, was a few of us there at the awards night, um, which was sort of simulcast. There was, the big one was in Sydney. There was a smaller group in Melbourne and another yeah. group in Brisbane. So it was quite, it was quite nice. Yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, very yeah. cool. So um, do you have any idea how much money you've raised for TDC and in how many years? Do you have any idea? Yeah, well... That, that, that same that same awards night last year. Um, so for the f- the financial year, the thirty June twenty twenty two financial year, I I ticked over the two hundred thousand. Wow! So that was you know that was nine or ten years worth. Um, so I'm somewhere north of two hundred and fifty thousand now because I'm. I'm nearly at fifty thousand for Alt Tour, which is coming up in a yeah. couple of months. We'll, so we'll, we'll, so talk, we'll say north of two fifty, Bill. We'll talk about the Alt Tour shortly. Hmm. Um, obviously, can you remember all your tours and how many have you completed? And do you have a favourite one? I know it's going to be hard to have a favourite one. It's like kids; you don't have favourite kids. So, yeah. do you have a favourite tour? Yeah. So I've done a tour to cure tour every year since two thousand and thirteen, except for one, two thousand and fifteen. I had a fractured hip, and mm-hmm. in that year, I did the swim leg of Melbourne Ironman in a Tour de Cure team. So, <laughs> so you it was still part of so Tour de Cure every year. So every year, I've done two two of the big ones, two of the signature tours. Yeah. Which, to, which which ones were they? Mate? Sydney to Hobart in fourteen, wow. and Brisbane to Sydney in sixteen. Cool. Um, after the sixteen tour, the kids told me that. You know, they were proud of what I was doing, but they wanted to see me more. Yes. So so it was after that tour that I then went on the Peter Mac tours, which tour. is where I met you, Bill. That's correct, um, yes. So I think there was like three Peter Macs. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a life ride in WA. Mm-hmm. There's been two Vic Discovery tours. Uh, there was a Suncorp corporate tour and also a Victorian um, country tour was what it was called, that first tour in That's 2013. Right, yeah. So... Quite a few tours. Quite a few tours, yeah. Mm. Um, you've done a couple of SIG tours, you're saying. Mm. So you prep for SIG tours. What's that like? What's that oh, enhance? Yeah, so that, that first SIG tour, the Sydney to Hobart one, which which was absolutely epic. Um, that was 
we averaged something like 165 kilometres a day and there was over 20,000 metres of climbing over that, that total that total tour. It was just Yuck. 10 days. It, it was really epic. Um, so I had 500 kilometre weeks training for that yeah. tour because I was I just I didn't want to be the one that let anyone down. I didn't want to be the rider that was hanging off the um, back. So trying to hang on. Yeah. So I was um, I was quite a bit fitter than I am now, Bill, quite, and quite a bit lighter <laughs> as well. So um, was a few years ago, Pete. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. We all put on a little bit, yeah, and as right. we get older, mm. it's harder harder to lose. It trust is. me, um, mate. I can't continue any further without the mention of your lovely wife Linda, who has been a big part of uh, Tour de Q and back you and. And um, she's also been involved in Tour de Cure as well. Um, yep. What's Linda's involvement been in Tour de Cure? I know she she was part of um, support. What else did she do, mate? Yeah. What does she do? No, so Linda, um, it would have been probably that first uh, Peter Mac tour. I can't remember what year it was. No, uh, not, not the first one you did. It was no, the first was, one I did, the second year at Peter Mac. That would have been the Tassie one. Yeah, the first Tassie that's one. first Tassie one, yeah. yes. So Lin- right. Linda was actually training to ride. Oh, really? That one, yeah. She was, oh, she was, I had no idea of yeah, that. Yeah, she was signed on as a rider, Bill. Um, and through training, um, and she was she was sort of doing my training program, which, <laughs> which, which was just a little bit less than the SIG tour ones, but there was still a fair bit of training. Um, it became obvious she had a, a, a problem with with um, her right foot, and it turns out she's got a, I think it's called a Morton's neuroma in her foot, and okay. it, it swells when she exercises or puts oh, really? strain, and it rubs on a nerve and it sends nerve pain up up her right leg. So um, she couldn't ride. Um, in fact, she can really only do sort of coffee shop type rides, which <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with those. Wrong with those. <laughs> but um, what was really great about what happened was instead of sort of you know taking the bat and ball and going home, she she then switched into a support, support role. Group. And that first tour, she was lead car navigator with Kez. Westcott. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Karen Westcott, yes. Yeah. Um, so she really enjoyed that, and then she turned up the following year again, thinking she was going to be the lead car um, navigator. And one of the drivers decided. Had a little bit of a, a change of mind at the last minute and said, "I can't drive." So they threw Linda into the the driver's seat. I can't remember whether it was a rear car or a lead car. I think it was a rear car, and she ended up being a driver on that tour. And as you know, Bill, that, that's a pretty high pressure. It is high pressure, mate. Job. Like, you've um, got to be. Come on, continue. Yeah, sorry. So, um, and then pretty much every tour since then, she's 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 been a driver. Um, she volunteered for a long time, helping the Victorian Committee. Uh, then uh, the the board decided they wanted to grow Victoria, and they advertised a role as Victorian State Manager. They, she was encouraged to apply for that. She got that job, um, and she was Victorian State mm-hmm. Manager for a year. Um, and she's also volunteered on SIG tour. So yeah, you know, it's it's a bit of a, a whole family sort of affair. Family affair, exactly cure, right. Or it right. has been. Yeah. yeah, it has been, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I've got to say, I've got to give credit to, to that, all support crews, but mm. one of the jobs I'm pretty sure I, I couldn't do would be a, a driver. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that that pace, constantly being aware of what surrounds and driving at, at that slow pace, mm. like, for, like for us riders, mm. like we're going at a fast pace, trust me, but, but yeah. the drivers driving at that, say, 20 k's an hour for four to five hours a day, 
Yeah, at and, least. And the pressure that they're under, Bill, because yeah. if you think about like the rear driver, the rear driver is holding back traffic and, exactly. and they can have trucks up up their backside. Backside, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the lead drivers, they're, they're relaying what traffic's coming and, and, you know, there's a fair responsibility there. There's a huge responsibility, mate. I, yeah, yeah. I, t- I totally take my hat off to those guys. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we couldn't do it without them. No, no, not at all. Exactly right, exactly right. Hey, mate. We talked about the uh, Hannah Foundation. Can you briefly explain a little bit about the Hannah Foundation and your involvement again, please? Yeah. So um, the two guys that, that are involved in the Hannah Foundation with me, they, they were very good mates with um, a gentleman by the name of Phil Hannah. Um, they were in the same riding group as Phil. And Phil, unfortunately, committed suicide. Uh, they were obviously very um, you know, moved and upset by that. Mm-hmm. Um, they approached me to see if I wanted to be involved in setting up a foundation and, and with my background in accounting and tax, I um, I sort of jumped on board to help them. I, I've had a personal experience with depression, so I, I thought, you know, it was a, a really good thing to get involved get in. involved in, yeah. Um, it's a bit of a personal disclosure there. Um, so... <laughs> I, I can disclose more, mate. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so I, I, I helped them set that up. So we're the three directors. We we've got we went through the process of setting it up, getting the income tax exempt status, um, deductible gift recipient status. So it's all all ready to go. Um, as I said, with COVID, we we sort of got derailed, um, and we've yeah we've we've raised some money, um, not a, not enough to get a program off the ground. Um, and I think we're just ready to to re enliven that that uh, foundation yeah. as soon as we can. Yeah, unfortunately, like suicide or depression, suicide, it, it's, it touches a lot of people mm. and it's, there's some big numbers out there, mate. Like, yeah, it's you know, scary. As, you, as you're well aware of, you mm. know, I took uh, participated in that Pucker Up Ride yes. a few years ago and and people like that may, may not be aware, like, in those days, that was four or five years ago, eight suicides per day in Australia mm. and seven of them are men mm. um, and the numbers are increasing and, and you know, it's, it's sort of a lot of times it's covered up, unfortunately. Yeah. Which is sad. No, that is sad. And and one of the things that we want to do with the Hannah Foundation is is get out to, um, I suppose, underprivileged type communities and and put these um, awareness sessions on, run them for free, and and in footy clubs and and local community centres and things because because yeah. a lot of people have got the ability to get help and pay for help and to to go to um, things like the Resilience Project and you know you they you can pay and get along to these, but. But getting the message out to some of these underprivileged areas, but also, you know, footy clubs where people might think they're tough and and bulletproof, and and you know, I think they need the message as well. They need to the, definitely do, mate. We're, mm. we're not all bulletproof, unfortunately. No. Uh, no, we think we are, but well, yeah, sometimes the ones we think are the most bulletproof are the ones that, that are the that's most fragile, fragile and suffer. Exactly mm. right. Exactly right, mate. Mm. Um, now, not only have you been heavily involved in TDC, the Hannah Foundation, and you're Got a very busy work schedule. I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, you've recently decided to get involved and organise another fundraising project, the yeah. Alt Tour. Yeah. Now, mate, this is a massive north-south crossing from Mildura to, to Cape Otway. It's about a thousand k's in eight days. That's not too bad, you say. But, folks, this is predominantly on dirt and gravel roads. Nothing like a bit of a challenge, mate. No, no, <laughs> it's a good challenge, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said. 
I've just completed the one day event that you, you, you were part of. Um, you did the 115 Ks, I only did the 90 Ks on, on dirt. Um, and I found that pretty challenging just for one day, mate. Yeah. You know? And as we're well aware of, um, on gravel and dirt, it's a lot slower. So I'm, I'm, on my calculations, are it's about 125 Ks a day. It's going to be some big days in the saddle there, mate. Yeah, that's right, Bill. Um, so Alt Tour was born um, about, I suppose it was nearly two years ago. Um, it will be two years when, when we roll out of Mildura. So Byron Mitchell and I are the two people that have sort of put together Alt Tour. Yep. Um, Byron's another Tour de Cure alumni, I yes. suppose we'll <laughs> say. Um, so Byron and I, uh, on the 1st of July, nearly two years ago, met up at um, Southern Cross Station and we got the train to Talarook with our gravel bikes. Okay, yeah. And we headed off from Talarook after having a, a coffee and a um, bacon and egg roll. And As we, you do. We, we faffed around a bit, Bill, and we, we rode that day. It was 125 k's. We, it was the length of the Great Vic rail trail, yep. so we rode from Talarook to Mansfield. And then we got up the next morning. It was freezing cold, and we rode up over Tolmy down into Whitfield, um, which was a – Whitfield was a location of a very emotional Tour de Cure um, moment for me on that Sydney to Hobart ride, but that's that's a whole different story. Um, And then we rode through sort of the King Valley and up to Beechworth and stayed in Beechworth overnight. And the third day we had a a leisurely um, dawdle back to Wangaratta and ended up, we were supposed to be on the train, but on the bus back to (laughs) to Melbourne. So one thing that happened on that is, you know, you get talking um, and we decided that, you know, we could do things like this, but, but also do it for good for raising some money um, mm-hmm. and over time we, we came up with this concept of alt tour um, and look after 10 years of tour to cure and those big organized rides rides for me I, I felt I, I wanted to change yeah but I also still wanted to raise money for for tour to cure for cancer research yes so this concept is a bit different it's it's a small group it's only nine riders mm-hmm. um, and three support crew um, the, the real good thing about this is that that we are paying 100% of our own costs. Yeah, so, okay. So we're paying for our own kit, we're paying for our own accommodation, we're paying all our meals, so not one cent of what's donated goes towards the event costs. Event costs. So, right. And that was really important for me. Okay, so sorry to interrupt you, Pete. So you're paying for your costs, then there's the um, the, the, the charity, um, yep. the fundraising as well that mm. goes – the total fundraising amount goes to a charity, correct? Yeah, so the only leakage from that, those donation amounts are the processing costs that grassroots and, you know, the, yeah. the, the back end. Back end, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Minimal. Yeah, so it's it's the, you know, whatever percent the yeah. the, the, um, the, the website. Website, and, yeah, grassroots takes, take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's oh. – I remember it's very, very, very minimal. Very yeah. minimal. Yeah. So it was it was important for us that we wanted to make sure that because it's so hard to raise this money, um, and it was very important for us that we tried to make sure as close to a hundred percent of that money actually found its way through to the researchers. Yep. So this is for uh, Peter Mac researchers. No, no, no sorry, not, no, it's no. By so it's sorry, it's, it's yeah, it's a living Newton that's right, correct, cancer yes. research institute. That's right. Yes, um, and the other thing that. That, that I wanted to do with this, with Alt Tour, was I, I, I you know, maybe I'm a control freak, Bill, but I, I wanted to have more control over um, where the money was going. Going, yep. So um, through Kez, through um, at, yep. at ONJ, um, we asked her to, to put some appropriate projects 
forward. Mm-hmm. So we actually went, Linda and I went with um, two representatives of the Bourne Foundation, which are one of my backers, and thanks very much, Sid and Mark, for that. Um, so with Sid and Mark from the Bourne Foundation, we actually went to ONJCRI and, okay. we, and we met with the researchers for these three research projects. Oh, nice. And they explained what they were doing and what they were mm-hmm. trying to achieve. Um, and we selected one of those projects out of the three, which was also very hard because we wanted to fund all three. But, um, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't, you no, can't no, overpromise. Yeah. So which uh, research is that? Do you want to tell us? Yeah, so it's, it's a project that is looking at immunotherapy. Okay, and yep. specifically immunotherapy around rare cancers um, and why – immunotherapy works for certain rare cancers but not for others. So if they can work out why, they can try and turn on the immunotherapy for those ones that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, So the the fact that it was about rare cancers and was was something that really appealed to me because they're usually underfunded, the rare cancers. Uh, the, The second component of this successful project was that they're working in conjunction with rural hospitals and um, rural patients and they're they're using a technology similar to or they're trialling a technology similar to the the blood prick that um, you know diabetics yes yes probably used to have because they've now got a lot more but but for the country patients they can they're trialling this this blood prick um, so then the blood cards are sent to Melbourne and they're analysed and any changes to treatment can be made remotely rather than those rural patients having to um, have the time and cost to come to Melbourne come to, Melbourne, to yep. visit to visit their oncologist. So um, being from the country myself and also the fact that, that this this ride, Ultour, is is completely through rural Victoria, we just thought, wow, that's that's the one for so us. It's so, one for you guys, so that's yeah. how we picked that project. Mm-hmm. So like I said, on average, 125 k's a day. What sort of climbing's involved, mate? Yeah, well, there's not a lot of climbing from Mildura to Monangatang on day one, but that's <laughs> that's day one. <laughs> but that's 165 kilometres. Oh, okay. Hill, so that's that's quite a challenge. Um, we're hoping we don't wake up that morning and find we've got a, a raging headwind all the way. To no, Monangatang. you don't want that. So, um, but look, it's most of the days are okay. There's a few flat days at the start because obviously we're starting from the Murray and yep. we're, we're heading down. All downhill, I've been told. Um, <laughs> There's no we, such thing as all downhill. No, mate. you should know that, no, Peter. <laughs> we, we have two pretty big climbing days because we have to go over the Grampians. Oh, okay, that's, <sighs> that's day five or day six. I yep. Think. And of course, we have to go up over the Otways and down oh. to Cape Otway. So the, the last day is actually a very, very big but, climbing day. Very tough day the last day, but it's yeah. the last day, mate. That's right. Recovery that's right. the day after. Yeah, and um, you know we, we, we've got some fabulous support from the the amazing um, Erdy Hotel Group, who's um, putting on a dinner for us at the Novotel Geelong at the end of that that last Beautiful. day, and we're staying there before we come back to Melbourne on the the, the following day. Beautiful. So thanks to, thanks to the Erdy Hotel Group. Beautiful. So you're saying you had nine riders? Nine riders. Three support vehicles? No, three support staff. Three support staff, two sorry. Two support vehicles. Okay. And the, the support vehicles are being provided by Zagami Automotive. So, oh, um, awesome. Amazing assistance from Zagami Automotive. So, just listen to my question. Who, who did all the logistics for this? Uh, yeah, so um, Byron Mitchell has worked on, on the route. Okay, so yeah. So, he's, he's put together the route. Um, and Linda has has pretty much done all of the accommodation. Um, I thought that is, I thought as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's incredible. She's got this massive spreadsheet. She's even worked out which 
which towns have got laundromats that we'll be able to um, to, use. To, to use and whether you need cash or, or a credit card will <laughs> oh. do. Um, some, some of the little country towns, the, 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 pub, the pub, which is about the only place that, that was an option to stay in, they're, they're reopening their their rooms upstairs because they haven't used them since COVID. And, oh, really? And yeah, so some of the discussions that have been had with with local publicans, um, local, you know, motoring owners uh, has been incredible. So yeah. we're expecting to have some, you know, some pretty fun nights in some of the little country oh, towns along the way. Country towns, yeah, they'll, they'll be very supportive and, yeah. and look after you very well. Exactly yeah. right. Um, so Linda's organised the accommodation, food. What about... On road fooding, yeah, like yeah, no, meals. Well, that's that's part of what the support crew. Um, so um, David from Sagami Audi, um, he's coming. He's driving one of the cars, and and Ann, Ann Smith, who you know, Bill is coming along as well. Oh, nice. Um, with Linda, so you know they're they're going to go up. The one car is going to go up the road and be in front of us. We're not going to ride like a traditional tour to camp. No, no, so no, no. the cars won't be with us unless we need them. Need them, yes. Um, but the the thinking is is that. The, the ladies will go up the road and they will make sure there's a bakery or something that, that we can stop, stop at, at yes. um, and perhaps let them know we're coming because <laughs> um, having nine of us turn up in a little... Little, little country like, town bakery. Yeah. yeah. My, my, like like that place um, that I told you about on that, t- that, that, that tour where you went back and had that slice, remember? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember the name of that I can't town. remember the town but, either. But, yeah, I remember but, we had, yeah. but we had two pelotons of like 30 riders turn up into this little country bakery that wasn't expecting us. And and Sam Robinson ducked <laughs> out without paying the, the coffee bill for his peloton, so I had to pay for both. Oh, really? Good on yeah, you, that, Sam. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got off topic. Shout out to Sam Robinson. Yeah, shout out to Sam Robinson. But, um, hey. yeah, so, the, so Linda and, and Anne will be up the road sort of making sure that, that there's food. Um, we're trying to be self-sufficient with – you know, spares and um, water and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, who's your mechanic? <laughs> your yeah, own mechanic. Yeah, I, I think we'll be looking after things ourselves. <laughs> Get spoiled on tour, don't we? we do, <laughs> With mechanics and yeah. medics, etc. I, th- yeah. I think there'll be a natural someone Nat- will naturally be natu- the best yeah, mechanic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever gets it done quicker. Exactly yeah. right. All right. Um, we'll just go to an ad break for, uh, for the time being, please, Pete. Uh, this is Triple B Socials, and just go into an ad. Don't worry about a thing, cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright. Don't worry about a thing, cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright. If you got a tummy ache, or you don't feel right. Or if you have a nasty rash keeping you up at night Don't worry About a thing Don't worry Cause Atticus Health Will make you feel alright Welcome back to Triple B Socials With our very special guest Peter Now Peter I forgot to ask um, I think you did mention But when are you heading off again please? Uh, so we're we're rolling out of Mildura on the third of July, Bill. Third of July, okay. Yeah. So we've got a uh, six weeks, eight yeah, weeks, probably weeks? seven or eight, seven weeks. or eight weeks. Yeah, yeah it was it was it was two two months, sort of very 
recently. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, the extra challenge is obviously doing this in the middle of winter. So yeah. <laughs> it's likely to be yeah. below freezing in the mornings there. Yeah, um, lovely. Yeah, the Murray. Enjoy yeah. that. <laughs> um, what are you aiming to raise, Pete, if you don't mind me asking? No, well, the, the, the target is $100,000 yes. bill. Um, and that was what we sort of set before we even spoke to ONJCRI. Um, this the project that we we've committed to funding actually um, the requirement was ninety thousand. Okay. So, so what we're doing with anything that goes over that ninety, ONJCRI are going to allocate it equally to those two projects that pitched to us. Okay. But, yeah, um, oh, nice. That we didn't didn't lovely. Choose. So Those anything anything above ninety will go yeah. separate uh, split between those other two yeah, projects. Other oh, two. nice. So at the moment. Um, I just checked before we came in. Um, we're at eighty one thousand dollars. Nice, and you got two months to go. We've yeah, got two months to go, and people can donate during the during the ride as well. Yeah, they can. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I was talking to one of the one of the team last night, and he's really going to ramp up his fundraising while we're actually on to us. So, yeah. um, you know, using the videos and videos like and, and social media. Yeah. 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 So, how can people contribute if they if they if they like to, Pete? Yeah, well, there's we've got our grassroots page, grassroots Ooh, page, yeah, um, which I can I can give you the link. Yeah, give you the for. link. We'll put that. We'll we'll put the link in the bio at the end, man. Okay, yeah, when yeah. we set and, up. And, okay, uh, awesome. We've, we've got a an Instagram page which is alt to, at alt tour os oh, well, aus for Australia. All right, we'll we'll put that up as well. And so a Facebook can, page, so we can people hmm. can and people can uh, view your. your Whilst you're writing as well on on your Insta page as well, yes, yeah, we'll, yeah. Be, we'll be putting stuff up. Oh, nice, while, while lovely, to it. yeah, awesome, mate, awesome. Um, now, a little bit about yourself, mate. You said you're a country boy, so where did you grow up, mate? Yeah, I grew up in Denny, so Deniliquin in uh, southern New South Wales. Okay, nice. God, God's own country. God's own country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get up there much? Um, I love getting up there. I, I don't get up there enough. Mum, mum's still up there. Um, and I've got an auntie and uncle up there. Oh, lovely. Well, so. Yeah, I, I do notice that you get you, you get up there. I see some of your rides up in Deniliquin. Yeah, it's good to get up there and ride with Vince Kelly too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, good old Vince. Um, schools and uni. Where did you attend? Yeah, so I was um, obviously primary school and the first couple of years of high school were in Denny. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I went to St. Pat's in Ballarat, so I was a boarder oh, okay, at yep. St. Pat's in Ballarat for through to year 12, um, and then I went to uni at La Trobe, uni out at Bundura. Nice. It was great. Lots of country kids out there. It was I'm sure there were, yeah. Well, there still are probably, I yeah. guess. Um, any nicknames growing up or, or of late, Pete? Oh, Brainy. Brainy, yeah. yeah. It's because you've got a big brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Nah, no. Yeah. Um, okay, we discussed your cycling prior. So what other major sport did you play as a youngster? Yeah, I, I actually um, I was a swimmer, Bill. Swimmer? Yeah. So Well, and that's sort of how Jeff Coombs conned me into doing that swim like a Melbourne Ironman. Of course, Man. of course. But, um, but yeah, I, I, was, I was a swimmer and, and swam at state level in New South Wales and then obviously when I went to boarding school in Ballarat in at Victoria, in Victoria. So um, loved my swimming, staring at that black line, wow. <laughs> hour after hour. <laughs> after exactly, yeah. And I and I, you know, I played a bit of footy as well. Yeah. Do you still swim much? No. Well, I, I effectively stopped swimming when I had that lung cancer diagnosis. Oh, okay. Uh, as a sixteen-year-old, um, and and I don't know. I, I just I never went back to it. And, yeah. And and I, I think that was partly because. You know, you're at a certain level, uh, and rightly or wrongly, I just decided, I, you know, I, I couldn't be there, so I didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that, I guess. You yeah. Know, if you can't 
progress or you've, yeah, you've, you've been hindered by something. Yeah. yeah I, understand, so, I understand. But but I, I must admit when I when I, tr- I trained for about two months before that Ironman swim leg and, and I actually enjoyed it but I did that Ironman swim leg and I haven't swum since. So. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to go on to Coombs to get you back into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, maybe I should. It might be a bit easier to stay fitter if I was went swimming at lunchtime or something in the city. So yeah. Warmer than riding it at the yeah, moment. <laughs> it sure is. Um, now, mate, where did you meet your lovely wife, Linda? Uh, well, Linda and I actually met um, at Picture Partners. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's a story there. Um, would so, you care to share that yeah, with us? No, that, no that's fine. It's, it's, um, it, it would definitely not happen nowadays. <laughs> um, but I was already at Pitchers and um, an email went round from HR saying we've got a group of grads shifting to Melbourne to start work with us. Does anyone have any spare rooms in their house or, or any ideas of where they could find somewhere to rent? So I sent an email back to HR saying I had a spare room at my place. And Linda was actually um, – introduced to me by HR and she <laughs> she came into the office with her mum and dad and I gave her the keys to my place and she went and had a look and next thing you know she's moving moving in. <laughs> we obviously got along pretty well. Obviously. So, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't happen these days, would it? <laughs> no, well, there wouldn't be the HR introduction anyway. <laughs> no, that, that, no. that wouldn't happen. No. Now, obviously, you're pretty, I'm pretty sure you remember this now. How long have you been married? Well, that's an easy one because yeah. we, got, we, got, we got married in 2000. Oh, so that's too easy, Pete. That's 20, 23 years, <laughs> 23, Oh, easy, mate. Yeah. Easy. Now, a little bit about your family, if you don't mind, mate. Yeah. You got a couple of kids? Yeah. Talk? So Emma, um, Emma's 18. Emma, Emma, Emma is our Kiwi. Cause, um, oh, okay, yes. Because we had two and a half years living in Auckland um, and Emma was born in Auckland. So she's, she's a, she was actually a Kiwi and, and I had to go and apply – for Australian citizenship for her, so that's that's an interesting little fact, and she she identifies as a Kiwi. As a, so I'm going to ask you this question because because I, I can relate well, with Maxie Gorn. He's a, his parents are Kiwi, and when Australia played New Zealand mm. in the cricket, mm. he follows New Zealand. So yes. does Emma follow New Zealand in the cricket? Emma follows New Zealand. She follows the All Blacks. She <laughs> follows the Silver Ferns. So yeah, she's a contrarian. In our family, <laughs> Emma, yeah. And I noticed she's been doing a bit of riding with you. Is that correct? Yeah. So. She actually said to me that she wanted to get a gravel bike um, late last year, so we uh, we popped into the bike gallery and um, yeah, she's she got a she's got a gravel bike. She's loving it. So oh, nice! That's good. And your son? Yeah, Luke's sixteen. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he hasn't sort of developed that love of uh, riding yet. So we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Well, but he's gun. he's a sixteen year old boy. You know, he he's sort of loves uh, being on. Um, you know, gaming with his mates, yeah. and, and he's he's developed a love of going to concerts at the moment too. So, oh, okay, uh, yeah, I took him to a, and his mates to a Kendrick Lamar concert uh, earlier in the year, which okay. isn't, isn't really my thing, Bill. Yeah, but, no, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you've got me there, mate. I don't even know of Kendrick Lamar. Sorry, so I'm showing my age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that big uh, generation gap has, has, has really kicked in there, hasn't it? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, mate, what is the one thing people may be surprised to find out about you? Yeah, um, this this is an, an interesting one. Um, so, you know, I, I, I alluded to the fact that I played a little bit of footy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and it could actually be they don't really know it could be linked to the the cancer diagnosis. But I was I was actually um, a couple of months before I was diagnosed, I was king hit playing footy. Okay, um, and I was in and out of consciousness for for quite some time and um, I, I actually – the interesting – or the, the thing that people might find interesting or, or don't know about me is that I, it actually wiped out most of my 
childhood memories from before that time, and, and I still don't remember. A, oh, really? A lot of a lot of my childhood memories are, are formed by things that Mum has told me or photos that I've seen at, at Mum's place. And you don't don't remember any of it? No, not much. I, I had to go when I went back to school. Actually, I'd come home from boarding school and I was playing for Denny Rovers on the weekend <laughs> and uh, in the Bacola, mighty Bacola League. Um, and it was a couple of weeks later I went back to Ballarat to boarding school and I, I had to be reintroduced to people that really that I'd you know known for years. So it was it was a fa- fairly scary time. But then then I sort of rolled into um, I went back to swimming training and I, I I wasn't doing very well and my coach said there's something wrong and actually went to a swimming carnival in Geelong and collapsed in the at the end of the the pool. And that was the sort of the start of the process that led to um, the the lung cancer lung diagnosis. Cancer. Yeah. So and now awfully cleared now. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah it's oh, ho- hopefully remains yeah, a distant yeah. memory. That's good. That's mm. one thing you don't want to remember. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah. that happened after the knock on the head, Bill. So <laughs> I, I do remember all. Yeah, that. unfortunately, but you mm. yeah, yeah, put mm. it put it away though. Yeah. All right. Do you have a favourite quote or saying? Yeah, it, it's one that that um, I use a lot to. Um, people at work and and, and it, I think it applies equally with life is run your own race mm-hmm. it's important to to just do what's right for you and not try to compare yourself Be, to yeah. other people because you, you know you, you you'll never win when you're no. comparing yourself to other I people. think unfortunately a lot of us do compare or try and compare with other people as well mm. I've, I've found yeah yeah it's a very good one mate very mm. good um so but what makes Peter happy yeah so the, the <laughs> It's an interesting one too. So two two things that are that are perhaps um, mutually exclusive. But but I love spending time with Linda and the kids. Yeah. So that family time. Um, but I also love going on long rides, and that that takes me away f- from them. <laughs> so I, I I I know what you mean. Like, um, you know, you get on, 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 especially on your own. You, mm. If you're riding on your own, you're thinking your own. You've got your own thoughts there, and just everything else is. Uh, miss you. You don't really yeah. think about anything. I was just thinking about yourself and yeah. the, your surrounds, and yeah, it's just it's, it's actually quite a, a beautiful thing at times. But you know, but you're right. But being with family and watching them grow, and then you'll get to see this later on in your life, and then grandkids come along and they give you a, you know, a really big buzz, man. Yeah, hopefully not too soon, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I said a little bit later on, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got at least ten years, mate. Okay, yeah. Take, yep, I'm giving you. you ten years. Okay, <laughs> um, so. First job you ever had, so the first, not pocket money. No, no. First no. job you ever had. No. So I did. A, I I did a, a, a paper round for a little while. Um, yeah. In know, in Denny. In Denny, I did a paper round in. How Denny. does that work in Denny? A paper round. Oh, well, it's the it's the uh, Pastoral Times. Okay. You know, it comes out on Tuesdays and Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> but they, or, or, you know, the Herald Sun's pretty big in town. Yeah, yeah. Too. But, but um, that was that was a long time ago, and I, I also uh, one of the one of the other early, earliest things. I, there was um, a mate of mine. Um, his parents had a farm, and, and burr cutting was sorry, was burr cutting, sort of walking, oh, oh, walking yeah. up and down in the paddock, chipping yeah, the burrs with a shovel. Burr. Oh. Yeah, that would so have been tough work. It was tough work. I, don't th- I think I would have rather been selling newspapers, mate, <laughs> than doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, first car you owned. Yeah, so the first car I owned was a Holden Chimera. Chimera? A, a JD Holden Chimera, yeah. Colour? It, w- it was supposed to be red, but it was probably <laughs> it was probably more orangey than red. Okay. Yeah. 
Did you name it? No, I never Good. did name it. Good. <laughs> I don't do names on cars, mate. No. Do, do you name your bikes? Um, no, I don't. But oh. but my um, my current S S Works, my good my good yeah. bike. Um, <laughs> I think it was Chris Mannering that actually named it. So the, the, it's got Zip three hundred three wheels. Yes. And the three hundred three, when you look at it in a certain way on the decals, looks like it says Bob. Bob. So yeah. so Manners called it. Bob. Bob, and sometimes it's referred to it's got to be referred to as Roberta, which I'm, I'm not that keen on. No, I'm not that keen. No. Stick, stick to Bob, if anything, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, if you could be any superhero, which superhero would you like to be, and what power would you have? Yeah, it, um, dur- during COVID, and I think we were a bit late adopting with this, but during COVID, we we started watching. Um, we got the Disney Channel and we were watching the Avengers. Okay, yeah. And I actually quite like the idea of Captain America. Okay. he's a bit of an all-rounder. Bit of an all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'd go with Captain America. Nice. Okie doke. Um, can you cook, mate? Um, my, my kids have asked me, have I ever cooked inside? So that sort of tells you that I'll cook a barbecue. Barbecue. You're, so you're, you're a barbie specialist, yeah, yes? Yeah, but obviously before I met Linda I used to cook, but I – yeah, I haven't oh. done much since. <laughs> so, so I'm saying then I'm tipping then barbecuing is your signature dish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what three people, dead or alive, would you invite to your barbie, mate? Yeah, look, I'd I'd, I'd invite my dad. Um, dad died died forty years ago this year. So I was forty. Yeah, yeah so sure. I was twelve. So I'd invite my dad. Um, in the cycling space, this will be a bit controversial because he's quite a polarising character, but I'd invite Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I think I'd like to invite Sam Pang. Okay. Because I, I, think, I think he'd be quite quite a fun guy. Fun though. guy. Yeah, yeah. Sam. <laughs> he's a bit quirky, isn't he, Sam? He's, Sam? he's very quirky. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I do like him on um, Have You Been Paying Attention? So, okay. Yeah. Think, oh, nice. I think I'd invite Sam Pang. Uh, Three different, um, very different, very, very different, exactly, yeah. very different. An yeah, eclectic mix. And it is. It certainly <laughs> is. So, do you have a favourite band or artist? Um, oh, lots, lots. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough. It's uh, hard to narrow yeah. it down. Um, interestingly, I, I think if if I, you know how Spotify gives you your top <laughs> artists, yeah, of yeah, things? yeah, yes. So in lockdown, I spent a lot of time in my bike room riding on on Zwift. And listening to Spotify, so the the bands that came up were um, Coldplay, Powderfinger, Live, um, U two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's and then Robbie Williams, you know, going <laughs> something completely different. different. Yeah, so, yeah, so again, yeah. an eclectic, eclectic mix. mix. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, we're very similar. So before I get to my next question, just tell us a little bit about your new bike room. You've only just built that, haven't you? No, well, luckily oh. it was finished just oh. just before COVID. Just, so, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's been, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it was March twenty twenty. Oh, that's right. When it's was COVID? Yeah, <laughs> I've, like, I've, I've lost track. I've lost track. Yeah. So ba- basically, the the bike room oh, was right, finished, yeah. and then two weeks later, we went into the first lockdown. lockdown. So, mm-hmm. so the bike room's got yeah the six bikes hanging on on the wall on steady racks, but it's got um, on the other wall, it's got a flat screen TV iPad, um, you know, Apple TV, and I yeah, I ride on Swift. Nice um, on that, so it's a pretty good setup. Very good, handy in this type of weather as well, mate. Very handy, very handy. Now, mate, I noticed on your social media you had a quick trip to Vienna not so long ago. Any particular reason, mate? 
Yeah, so my sister lives in Vienna. Oh, does she? Something else I didn't know. Yeah, so Anna Anna went to go nursing in London probably about 30 years ago now. Okay. And um, she met Martin, um, who is Austrian, and now my brother-in-law, and, yeah, they live in Vienna. So um, it was Anna's 50th. Nice. And... You know, she would have come out to my 50th a couple of years ago had she been able to, other than for COVID. COVID. And so we thought, well, what the hell? Why um, not? Great. Yeah, so mum, my brother and his wife and my auntie and uncle and Linda and I all went oh, over. Oh, beautiful. And your mother went as well. That's yeah, awesome. That yeah, would be, uh, for Anna's 50th. That was, so was quite special. was Anna aware of you all going? Um, Anna was aware that we are all going except for my auntie and uncle. Okay. Um, Norm... And they've just sold their farm, which is fabulous. They're moving into town. But Norm um, pretty much hasn't been anywhere on a holiday except if his caravan's been with him for, I think, probably the last 40 years. So yeah. we didn't tell Anna and um, we let them walk through sort of customs and out into the airport arrivals area first and she squealed. And oh, I can imagine. And yelled out, no way, and started crying. <laughs> and, um, it was, would have been, yeah, a, would have been awesome. a big buzz for her, wouldn't it? Eh? Yeah, so all, like, the, all the Austrians sort of backed away. It was like, what's going on <laughs> what's, here? What's going on? <laughs> Crazy yeah, Australians. Uncle, yeah, mm. Mm, very good. Mm. So um, besides Vienna, what's been your favourite holiday destination to date, mate? I know you're an avid traveller. Yeah, well, I, I, I used to do a lot of work travel with Mars, so I've been to some fairly amazing places, but but a lot of those sort of were fly in, fly out yeah. and, and, you know, very brief experiences. But, um, well, seven years ago almost, we, we, we had my first sabbatical leave with work um, and I have to do – I'm two years overdue because of um, – we have to do every five years. Yep. Um, so we're actually going back to Vienna – at the end of November, we're going to have Christmas with Anna and Martin in Vienna nice. this year. We hopefully it'll be a white Christmas. But yep. um, Emma will finish VCE, and then on the twenty eighth of November, we're flying out. We're going to have a few days in Vienna, and then we're going to fly to um, Porto, and we're going to go along the southern coast of Portugal through nice. to Spain, um, Madrid. Then we'll Beautiful. head up to Barcelona, and we'll fly back to Vienna for Christmas. So nice. That oh. should be a good trip. Yeah, it should be awesome. I'm actually off to Porto. Later on in the year as well, yeah, just awesome. for a few days. But yeah, we've got a, we've got mm. a big trip planned. Of June the first, we fly out. But yeah, yeah wow. looking forward to that. Yeah, enjoy um, that. Yeah, I will be. I will be. Um, do you have a bucket list destination, mate? That you, somewhere you haven't been before and you want to get to? Um, I'd love to go to Canada. Um, okay, nice. And, and you know, it, it was it was interesting that it's it's a it's sort of a bit of a swimming type thing from when I was a kid. I, um, I, I was I was a breaststroker, and and my two favourite swimmers at the time were actually um, Alex Bowman and Victor Davis, and one was a breaststroker and the other one was a medley swimmer. They were both Canadians. Oh, okay. And um, I've just had this fascination about yeah. Canada, Canada, but I've I've never been. Never been. Okay. But I will be going. You will be going. I'm just, sure you just will. Wait for the right time. Wait for the right. Th- I'm sure you will be going there. Yeah. Um, Besides Denny, is there one place you'd like to retire to, mate, if money wasn't an object? Yeah, well, it's – I'm not giving you Denny, okay? No, 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 no. <laughs> no it, it, well, it's probably if, probably Point Lonsdale, Bill. Oh, really? Yeah, we love we love Point Lonsdale. It's – um, it's well, we, we don't want too many people to know about it, but it's, <laughs> well, now, you know – now, now we all know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a quiet, nice little, little yeah. spot there in, around, in old Lonsdale and um, we do enjoy going there and we relax there, so, yeah. Not, nice. That's not too too flash. No, it's not, no, but, <laughs> hey, 
As long as you're happy, that's the main thing, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if I let, if I let you have Danilikun, would, would that be oh, look? I'd I'd love to go back to Denny, Denny yeah. Um, and I'd I'd love to be on a place a few kilometres out of town on, on the river, nice and high up, given yeah. the, the the water levels that went through there. Yeah, ex- um, oh, yeah that's right. Yes, yes. but um, yeah, no, I I think I think if I moved back to Denny, I'd have to have a divorce and that'd be fairly expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't have one of those, mate. No. Trust me. Um, actually, where did Linda come from? Did I ask you that question? Lin- Lin- Linda's from Newborough, so near Morwell and Mowie oh, okay. in the Montreux Valley. Oh, nice. Hmm. Is there a series or movie that you can recommend, mate? Um, look, I, I love Ted Lasso. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I haven't got onto that yet, yeah. but no. No. I've heard a lot. Of good, I've heard a lot of good reports about it. Yeah, so I binge watched series one and series two, and series three's out now. So I'm I'm sort of just treating myself every now and then to uh, to watch an episode. How many eps in a series for that? You know, oh, I think there might have been like twelve in the first oh, okay. one, and and you know nine or ten or something in the second one. But yeah, it's definitely well worth the watch. Cool. So, what's your favourite all time movie? Do you have one? Um. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I, Go on. I, <laughs> I love what I call American BS movies. Can I actually say? You can say, say bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so I, American bullshit movies um, and and my favourite is Top Gun. Okay. Which, and, first or second? Well, well, the first one, but, but the second one was I, I loved it. Yeah, okay. And it was quite funny because I, I find it very hard, well, nearly impossible to sleep on planes. So on the, <laughs> on the way over to Vienna, I actually watched Top Gun and um, Top Gun Maverick because they were both on the Emirates. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Entertainment, entertainment system. system. Yeah. Oh, nice. On the way back, I'd watched three of the Bourne Oh yeah, yeah, well. no, they, they're good. They, they were, they're good. They yeah, were good too, yeah no. actually, I did like Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. It, was, it was just fascinated me. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. scenery and that that was awesome. I, I made the kids watch Top Gun first. Yeah, and, you have to. And, yeah. and then then we went and watched Maverick, but and they they didn't quite pick up on the intricacies of, of the bits that flowed through no, from the first no. one to the second. But anyway, no, that's that's my. I'd say that's my favourite movie, Bill. Cool, cool. So besides Ted Lasso, is there anything else you're currently watching? Um, no, not really. Um. One thing that I've tried to do more recently is I've tried to start when I am. I'm reading again, and and actually using reading to relax. Okay, so what? Okay, what books can you recommend? That, yeah, so what, what, well, sorry. First of all, what do you read? Do you read fiction, novel, or autobiographies, or biographies, or a bit, a bit of everything? Bit of everything. Everything, okay. Bill. So Linda and I um, last July we flew up to Hamilton Island, and I just we we're in Sydney Airport, and I I grabbed this book called The Terminal List. Okay. And I, I couldn't put it down. And I then went and bought the second, third and fourth novel that followed on. And it's, it's actually been made into um, a series on one of the, the streaming um, networks. networks. But, okay. But The Terminal List, so I've, I've just about read all of those Terminal List books. Okay. Um, I've just finished reading a book about um, the – the, the money and the business behind the Tour de France. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, fi- I finished that two nights ago. Um, yeah, and uh, anything, Bill. Anything, okay. Except no. for business stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you keep away from that. You, you, you do enough of that during the day, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, what if anything scares you, Pete? Um, I, I think just getting sick. Yeah. Bill. 
you know, it's it's something that sort of hangs over you, right? Yep. Um, once you've once you've had a diagnosis, um, and I've had a couple of I have had a couple of scares over the, you know the, the last you know few years, and and sort of all those memories come back, and I th- that sort of I'd say that's what scares me. Yeah, I, I, I guess out of all the things, I mean, I I, get, I don't do heights, but. Mm. Illnesses and that sort of stuff. That, mm. Yeah, so it frightens me. Yeah. More, yeah, you, as you get all the the aches and pains, you're thinking, yeah. oh, "Really? <laughs> what, what's next?" You know, you're just wondering. But that, what's that next feeling after that? Yeah, yeah. I get. I, I totally understand that, mate. Um, I've noticed a divide in the family football teams. Mm. Can you explain this, please? Yes. So, obviously, had no control over Linda. Um, so I'm Collingwood. Yes, I know. Uh, go pies. Yeah, go. Um, Hang on, <laughs> <laughs> they're having a good run at the moment, mate. Yeah, they are having a good run. Um, so Linda, Linda is Carlton. Okay. Yeah, um, and both the kids when they were born were signed up as Collingwood members by my brother. Yes, good brother. So they started off the right way. Um, what went wrong, Pete? Yeah. So Emma, oh, and I can't remember how old she was. She wasn't very old at all. But but Emma, we we had two Labradors, two golden Labradors yes. that that we. You know, referred to collectively as the doggies, and oh. and at one point Emma came out of her bedroom holding the um, Collingwood members beanie, and she sort of threw it at me and said, "Not, not mine, yours." And I said, "Right," and she said, "I follow the doggies," and and then she said, "We said, well, why do you follow the doggies? Because they're called the doggies, and because I like their colours." And Linda. I think seized on this that she wasn't going to be Collingwood, so she said, "Well, we should let her make up her own mind." <laughs> so, so Emma was a well. She, uh, we've stopped paying for her memberships, but she has been a Bulldogs member for yep. a long time. Um, and Luke is a Sydney Swans member, so we had, and of course, the, we we usually go up to Sydney every year to go to the Collingwood Swans game, but we went to the MCG on the weekend. Um, so, look, the Swans are my second team. You know, Sydney Connect, New South Wales New connection. New South Wales, yeah. 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 When I was a kid, you yeah. know, the, the 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 Swans played, the, you know, the Sunday games and they yeah. were televised. Yeah. Um, but in another lifetime, I um, I did two years in a row. I did a teamwork and leadership program with the Sydney Swans. Oh, okay. Uh, through Pricewaterhouse Coopers, and the first year I did it was was an amazing experience. You have breakfast with the players and Paul Ruse talks to you and then you actually go and do a training session on the SCG of the Swans. They they put you in a Swans jumper and you run out onto the SCG and you train with a group of the, the senior players and, and I suppose reserves players. So it's not the full senior squad. But you, yeah, tra- you, you train, train with them. And then you have dinner with them up in the stand. Oh, nice. And then the following week you, you go and you actually sit in the president's Function and you you pl- you watch the the game, game yep. um, and and before you go to training you, you get an email from at the, at the time the first time it was Paul Ruse and it was um, Peter you've been selected to play in the midfield and, you know and you're playing we're playing Fremantle your opponent is likely to be Josh Carr here's some video footage of Josh from the recent games right so it was they try and make it as real as possible, possible yeah. That would have been a big buzz. Yeah, it was. And anyway, the second year I did it, um, Luke had been born and. A group of mates knew that I was going to do this again, so they gave me a, a kid's swans jumper. Yep. And I went up to training, and Leo Barry, who's from Denny, okay, he, he was um, he was there at the training session, and he he said, "I'll look, Brainy, I'll look after this." And he took Luke's this jumper, and he's written to Luke, "Best wishes, Leo Barry." Yeah. And he's gone and got a heap of 
the senior players' signatures on it. Oh, nice. So we framed it. Yeah. We put it up in Luke's room and – The rest is history, as they say. Luke's a swan. Yeah, so. that's fair. Well, that's, that's a nice story though. I yeah. Mean, that's, oh, it's an awesome story. He, yeah. he just didn't pick it out of the blue, but yeah. That's, no, that's, and, it, and it makes for a really interesting footy season. It, it, it would in your household. <laughs> <laughs> lots, of, lots of family grudge matches. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Mm. Um, and finally, Pete, what is the one thing in the world – that you'd like to see happen, which would make you extremely happy before you leave this planet, mate? Yeah, well, the first thing is having a successful alt tour. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It goes without saying. Yeah. But, look, I, I think, you know, there's a bit of a theme here. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see some more breakthroughs in cancer research and, and hopefully yeah. um, course, for yeah. future generations not needing to have cancer research anymore, Bill, because we've solved we've, the, the riddle. Solved, yeah, well... Hopefully it happens very soon, mate. Yeah. Let's, let's hope so. That's exactly right. Now, Pete, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. And now I'm going to try and get this right. If anyone would like to donate, they can donate to your tour to cure grassroots.com alt tour 2023. 2023. I'll put the bio on, uh, link on, on, the, on the promotion. And alt tour at Insta, is it? Yeah, it's uh, at alt tour at Alter Oz, and I'll get that information off you. And Facebook is Alter Oz. Yeah. We'll get all that information and put on the bio uh, at the end, mate. Okay. All right, folks, don't forget, make sure you like Radio Karam on Facebook or Insta and keep an eye out for your favourite shows and uh, when they're broadcasting. Check out our website, radiocaram.org, for more info about other shows on the station. This is Triple Beast. Social saying thank you once again for listening and hope you enjoyed this week's show. Real people, real stories. Hope to speak to you soon. And Pete, it's a great pleasure talking to you, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure not only talking to you but riding with you. You're an absolute star, mate. You, the things you, you've done and you continue to do so for for, for cancer, mental health, it's, it's absolutely mind-blowing, mate. Thank you very much, Pete, for coming on board. Thanks, Bill. It's been a pleasure. All right, folks. Thank you very much uh, once again. Hope you're having the time of your life. But in the end it's right I help you at the time of your life It's something unpredictable But in the end it's right I help you at the time of your life